Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hi and welcome to episode 8 of Who You Loving with me, Rachel Campbell. And me, Corey Dilliston. This week we're talking about Billy Piper's Rare Beasts, Office Pet Peeves and a quick fire throwback. Who you loving? By Corey and Rachel for all of your throwbacks and recommendations. So hey, what's up? <laughs> How are things? Take two. Take two. Um, all good. How are things with you? Not too bad. Um, not too bad at all. I have a bone to pick with um, Belfast City Council this Ooh, week. Oh, here for it here for it always here for it to be fair I also I'm like I'm really hoping I really assume that nobody from Belfast City Council listens to our our podcast (laughs) um (laughs) but um if anyone does I haven't had a massive like great relationship with Belfast City Council anyway because I actually got married in City Hall I'm I'm really hard exactly thank you yeah yeah yeah. no it's not I'm not getting remarried or anything um (laughs) so I accidentally went into a bus lane everyone listening is gonna be like yeah tough luck you idiot (laughs) I went into a bus lane for like three seconds honestly like three seconds no joke I have a witness to the fact that I went oh I'm in the wrong lane and went back out again oh. um and I now have to pay 45 pound for that mistake so um and the worst is my freaking so when I first got my car um I was between houses and I registered um my car to my mother and father-in-law's house because that made sense at the time and I've never changed I changed my driving license and my insurance and all the important stuff but I've never actually changed where my car is registered to so whenever something illegal happens or anything like that like serious stuff it goes to their house <laughs> oh so my it's god like, I don't think you're criminal literally because it happened before where the police were trying to find me because someone gave the wrong license plate um in relation to somebody like somebody had driven past their car and scraped their car and they obviously wrote down the license plate as soon as they could but had got one of the letters wrong or something and said that I had scraped their car so they obviously oh. rang my my yeah. mother-in-law and was like oh did you know your daughter-in-law is a criminal <laughs> phoned her yeah because they were like oh sorry does Christ. Rachel live here because she scraped someone's car um which I hadn't and then they got in touch with me she obviously was like yeah here's her number like ring her and then she obviously rang me and was like are you sure you didn't forget that you scraped someone's car (laughs) 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 and um she so I was like yeah no I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure I would remember that Carol uh thank you very much and they rang me and they were like oh and you drive a gray jeep and I was like no I drive a tiny white car and they were like oh they've given us the wrong the wrong reg then so it's fine you're grand but like it was very dramatic at the time because obviously when you think you've scratched someone's car because obviously I would have probably believed it I would have been like yeah I probably didn't didn't notice right so when the police tell you you scraped someone's car you're like ah yeah I did yeah (laughs) (laughs) I'm guilty (laughs) 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 but anyway how are you have you caused any road incidents recently or not to my knowledge anyway not yet no no letters from good 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 for you delighted for you (laughs) (laughs) uh it's a sting like I remember like even getting a parking ticket it's just bloody annoying like see I haven't even ever even got a parking ticket like I am Uh, by the book by the law you know what I'm like I'm wee goody two shoes like I I literally would never I would never I'm not a criminal either yeah no I know like I would literally never ever intentionally illegally park or illegally go into a bus lane or any of that like so it's just oh oh well what can you do so it's not been a great Thursday but do you know what the best bit of this Thursday is what is it getting to see you <laughs> <laughs> it's the friends we made along the way <laughs> that's it, that's it. so what were you reading this week Corey so I just finished expectation by Anna Hope uh-huh did we talk about this before no 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 I feel no. like I talked about wanting to read it um 
it was sort of in the same category as ghosts and adults and some exciting times is that the other one like in that sort of niche we'll say um Uh yeah and now i don't want to actually go too much like i feel like off the bat this is going to sound like the last fiction book that i reviewed which is about three friends living in london um but that's the height of the comparison this is it's so it's about three millennial women um lissa hannah and kate and it flips between well primarily between two decades so starts off they're 29 all living together in a house in london just young carefree cliche you know no responsibilities the world is their oyster and then it flips then between that time period and then them in their mid 30s um and basically the subheading of the book so it's called expectation and the subheading is what happened to the women we were supposed to become so it's obviously about you know the expectation society has for young women the expectations you have for yourself or your friends have for you or your family has for you um and the the main sort of crux of the story happens throughout this period in their 30s it's not very like it's not like fantasy or anything it's quite like you know practical about careers about marriage about babies about fertility these sort of typical I suppose female themes um which is why I'm like oh am I like it's one of those easy reads people have said Mm -hmm. uh you know holiday reads or whatever Mm um and yeah just about them going from being sort of young feminists with promising futures they were activists they were all into like art and literature and then in the space of six seven years life has happened them they're they're now sort of you sort of by default have then less in common by the trajectory that your life has taken Uh um but they all stay in touch and it's about their friendship and how when life happens you know how you hold on to your friendships and the different things that happen you know there's a lot about their different relationships be it with partners with children with in-laws with each other with parents and I just really enjoyed it I thought it was interesting it was sort of it was quite relatable in parts I'm sure you know because you've got these three different characters and these mainly two but then ultimately a third time frame as well there's lots of bits that you can relate to if not yourself you can relate to the world Um, and I suppose that's probably the idea of it and it probably is tailored to exactly the likes of our audience sort of thing Um, but have we quote here oh we're back, back on, on the, the quotes. quotes. That's it. <laughs> no, this is just one because it this one really stood out to me and now I want to make sure I get it right. Okay, so one of the characters is in her sort of mid-30 phases trying to be, not trying to be, she is an actress, but she's trying to make it as a big successful actress or whatever. So she's going from audition to audition and you know rehearsals and callbacks and getting the job and not getting the job and whatever um that's probably me really downplaying the career of an up-and-coming actress but (laughs) in a nutshell yeah in a nutshell we'll say yeah but um she is so she's having a conversation with her mum and her mum is like is this a spoiler is I don't think this is really a spoiler so because you find this out pretty early on. Um, mm-hmm. One of the girls is um, going through IVF. And right. so this girl is talking to her mom about her friend going through IVF. Mm-hmm. And the mom's like, oh, poor Hannah. And the mom's like, or the girl's like, what do you mean, poor Hannah? And she was like, oh, trying to have a baby for years, trying and failing to have a baby. I can't think of anything worse. And the girl goes to her mom, really, 
what what about uh trying and failing to have a career and her mum's like what what do you mean do you mean yourself is that how you feel she's like no just forget about it it's not nice let's or let's just get on today forget I said anything and then mm. her mum's just like your generation uh you baffle me honestly you really do and she said well why is that mum she goes well you you've had everything the fruits of our labor the fruits of our active of our activism good god we got out there and we changed the world for you for our daughters and what have you done with it she just sort of sits with this comment she she ends up saying sorry to her mom if i've let you down and her mom's like don't be so dramatic that's not what i meant and i just thought that was like just classic of like two generations you know we've done this for you and what have you done with it and she's just like well, well, what do I say? And she says, sorry. And she's like, and she that gets palmed off then as being too dramatic sort of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I really enjoyed it overall. And then the last part of the book as well is actually then another, like another decade ahead. So at this stage, the girls are in their 40s. Um, right. And it's just brief. I think it's just the last chapter. They all meet in a park and they're just like reminiscing whatever and then they're talking about their lives now and they're like oh we're we're all we're all still worrying as much or we're probably worrying more about our lives you know despite everything that's happened despite having or or finding meaning in different ways and finding happiness in different ways and you know what you thought things would turn out like they didn't turn out like whatever um they're like we're more worried than ever but we're also like more grateful than ever mm-hmm. and I think that just really shows like them maturing yeah and it's just like like you know like take comfort in that you know in the fact that you'll you'll come out the other side and you'll be older and you'll be wiser yeah and I just really enjoyed it I think um very apt and for you know for millennial females particularly mm-hmm. so that's probably why I picked it up in the first place but I'm glad I read it and like it wasn't uh it wasn't as like easy breezy reading as I thought it would be like there are parts of it that are like quite deep and like mm-hmm. emotional um mm-hmm. and I think overall it's a good read so would recommend very good um well, I was reading, as I mentioned last week, I was reading The Crooked Branch by Janine Cummins. Yes. And I also need to apologize to Janine Cummins, who I'm sure listens to the podcast, um, <laughs> because I referred to her as Jeannie Cummins last week, because in my head I was like, is her name Jeannie? Um, but it's Janine. It was just that we, last week when we recorded, we had like a really makeshift setup because um, we were recording live for the first time in well, first time ever, first time in ages, first time ever. Um, and I didn't have any internet, so I couldn't even Google to double check her name. So anyway, per Janine Cummins, she wrote um, American Dirt, which I reviewed last week. And then this week I read The Crooked Branch, uh, which is the one I was telling you about. That's um, So basically it's got two timelines. One is set during the Irish famine uh, and the other one is set in modern day New York. And so the lady in the famine timeline is called Ginny um, and she is the great, great grandmother or the great, great, great grandmother. I think the great, great grandmother of the lady who is in the modern timeline. So, yeah, it was. um, Oh, I don't know. It's like it's funny because I think most people who went to school in Ireland in the same time frame as we did or even it might still be going on I don't know all read Rita Conlon McKenna's books about the famine what are they called under the hawthorn tree under the hawthorn tree yeah yes. there's um, a trilogy and then there? yeah and then there's what it's, called, it's not called American Girl it was called something else um about the the daughter going to America I think her name was Peggy um mm-hmm. and then the third one's about the son and what he gets wildflower girl feeds wildflower girl feels of home so I feel like there's like there's a space in my heart for 
for fiction novels about the famine and Marita Conlon McKenna just holds that space and I can't yeah. allow anybody else to take it I thought it was good I think good. that's okay I think she was a part of our childhood I thought it was, really yeah definitely definitely and anyone who hasn't read those books for whatever reason read them as an adult because they they were very very good books I really enjoyed them so this one it's funny because it deals with two very very different situations and I think we're supposed to see some sort of contrast but it's it's strange because the the lady that we're dealing with in during the famine is a mother of a number of kids five four sorry four children um and she has to sacrifice obviously a huge amount she's surrounded by famine and death and suffering and she really has to be a real hero of her own story and yeah that's that's kind of the you know the the idea behind the that timeline but then in the modern timeline where we're following her ancestor um she's just had a baby and is dealing with a completely different struggle in that she has postpartum depression after just having had a baby um and I think the way that the author wants you to link the two is that they're two stories about motherhood in two totally different times but I think some people, I read the reviews after, anytime that I, re- I review a book on the podcast that I'm not 100% sure of, like as in I'm like, oh, did I really, really enjoy that? Or did I think it was just okay? Or did, you know, I'll go and read the reviews and see what other people thought and kind of let them yeah. influence. Yeah, yeah. So in the reviews, there were a lot of new mums um, or like people who had experienced postpartum depression and they really liked it and really related to the main character who I can't but I do have internet today so I can check (laughs) um but I can't remember her wee name and I only just finished reading it today so that's a shame so they really related to her struggle and everything and said you know this is a really good Magella Magella is the name of the girl and they you know they really enjoyed that side of things and whatever and then there were other people who reviewed it and were like they're two totally different struggles like one girl is living like obviously dealing with a mental health issue but in every other way is completely privileged and hasn't doesn't have to deal with you know what's going on around her in the world in the same way um which I can kind of see um there's a, it's a funny one it's I think it's a hit or miss um mm-hmm. the other one as well other people were saying in the reviews as well that she, she they felt and now we already spoke last week about the fact that Janine Cummins is American and they felt that she hadn't emphasized enough the suffering of Irish people during the famine and oh, really? also the kind of diaspora of being displaced um from Ireland during during uh, that time so yeah it was just it was a it was a interesting read definitely and I mean definitely lighter than American Dirt which I wasn't expecting because American Dirt obviously was quite a heavy read um and you're you know it's dealing with a very um modern day that's still occurring um difficulty and suffering and this one is talking historically about something that was very tragic and a lot of people suffered so I expected it to be as heavy and it wasn't as heavy Uh, it wasn't a happy book by any means but I think you probably could bring this one on holidays with you and read it just because it gets broken up by the the kind of 20 I'm gonna say 2019 timeline versus the the older timeline so yeah so that was the book The Crooked Branch by Janine Cummins I would say give it a read if you're interested in the concept behind it it's definitely worth a read but I think it's really it's quite a divisive one like people have very different opinions on it So if you were to read, if you could only read one of Janine Cummings' books, what would it be? I would pick would American, American Dirt. Dirt. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Now American she has written, there's, there's another book as well, which again, like look at me, coming to the podcast, haven't done my homework. Um, she has actually another book and it's also set in Ireland. Interesting. Now, I know I told you she lived in Belfast for a number of years. She obviously mm-hmm. was quite influence during her time here to have written two books set in Ireland inspired her we must have inspired her but yeah so the crooked branch she wrote in 2013 actually and then she also wrote a book called the outside boy uh which I believe is also set in Ireland because it is about an Irish traveler um Mm -hmm. 
coming of age novel about an Irish gypsy boy's childhood in the 1950s uh, from the national bestselling author of blah, blah, blah. <laughs> that, you know, she she obviously has a big interest in, in Ireland and the culture of Ireland and the history of Ireland. I did prefer American Dirt, which is interesting because it was quite criticized for not going in. And maybe, maybe that's the crooked branches to me as an Irish person, what American Dirt was to... Ooh. Yeah, because obviously we know that it was quite widely critiqued um, yeah. for maybe not being. But to be honest, I didn't think she did a bad job of describing how things were in mm. the famine. She talked about, you know, people dying of fever, people dying of hunger. She talked about at one stage, there's a scene that was really quite upsetting where she talks about seeing a man carrying uh, a bundle and he's walking, he walks past her house or whatever. And she sees a child's hand coming out of the bundle. So he, she knows, yeah, yeah. So it's quite, it is quite heavy, like, but it all seems to happen. I think because you're, you're kind of flicking between two timelines, nothing's ever delved into. It's, it's kind of like, oh, well, we're going to that timeline. We're going to go see Ginny for a little bit and then we're back to Magella. Yeah. I think maybe if she had have written the entire book in one timeline, it may have been more significant but mm. she didn't so <laughs> so my reviews based on the book as it's published um and <laughs> I mean definitely I think it's definitely worth a read what about tv this week Corey what have you been watching so I watched again me unprepared last night watched the rare beasts oh very good yeah that was your looking forward to it was indeed and appropriate title I would say right in that at the start I don't know I didn't I don't know what my expectations were you know I literally had read about it I'd seen all the celebs on Instagram going to the review all I knew about it was literally the summary that I read to you last week which was Mandy falls in love with Pete so it so then I watched it last night it was like whoa what was that and then today as I was reading through reviews of it then I started to sort of form my opinion maybe Uh um but it's a self-proclaimed by the director herself anti-rom-com so that's how she pitches it and I actually just watched an interview there and so the reporter said to her oh Billy I heard you pitch this as a as an anti-rom-com and she was like uh yeah I'd, I'd even go further I would call it maybe like a pitch black comedy but it's I don't know if I'm I'm probably not selling it right now but basically <laughs> we're just like welcome to who you love and where we talk about everything we haven't been enjoying this week <laughs> no I did enjoy it. it was unlike anything I've ever watched I think I was sort of because of the hype and I don't know I first for that reason alone I suppose seeing it reviewed by a lot of influencers that I do like and I do follow and I do I am influenced by their recommendations Uh I was on the sort of vibes of like oh is this going to be like promising young woman vibes Mm -hmm. it is it's very raw it's very honest it's intimate um and it is yeah an anti-rom-com it's been called Uh, a rom-com takedown deliciously dark it's been called and it's the what I can compare it to in Mandy is who Billy Piper plays in it the protagonist and she is aligned with the likes of Fleabag and then also Arabella from I May Destroy You right okay so this sort of flawed right woman okay with a dysfunctional relationship unlikable protagonist kind of thing yeah like the 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 modern god no actually that could definitely be misconstrued but you know what I mean like as in not that kind of typical girl next door like so not the girl next door no 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 like it's that kind of like flawed person exactly like she's real she's insecure and she is like lays everything out there like she lays it bare and her relationship with Pete is based on that as well it's purely honest from the get-go um you know she actually says to him I want I want to tell you all the things or I want to show you all the things I don't like about myself right you know this sort of way just unlike anything I've ever ever seen before there's parts where and Pete also 
interestingly. So he's just this guy that she works with. Opening scene is them on a date. And the two of them are just seemingly quite dysfunctional characters alone. So you can imagine the relationship that comes from that. Um, She has a son as well. She has a mother who she lives with. She has her own anxieties. Her son is very anxious, has a nervous tick. She has this thing that she does where she like clips her fingers and like nips herself. And what is it she says to herself? She said, um, even though I feel scared and angry, I still love and respect myself. And she just repeats that and repeats that and repeats it at multiple instances. It's like a nervous tick. And then she'll be like walking down the street and she'll see every other woman that she sees is also doing that. Even though I'm scared and angry, I still respect myself and love myself and blah, blah, blah. Uh And then it's like these just like scenes were like throwing me off. Okay, so it's quite like there's like surrealism in it because obviously the women aren't actually doing that. It's just in her head. Okay, exactly. And then there's a part near the end where she comes where they're like on the stage like it it does seem a bit like theater sometimes uh-huh. so so different um to what I was expecting and it's just one episode so far is it so it's a it's a it's, oh, a, it's movie. a movie it's an hour and a half yeah right um so it's an hour yeah I think it's like an hour and 30 minutes and I think you know she she says herself I watched a quick interview with her um and she's like yeah this isn't going to be for everyone she's like I need to prepare myself that it's not going to be for everyone she was like it is you know quite an exposure it exposes men and women Mm -hmm. and it is there's a lot of like internal anxieties are exposed and parts of it are uncomfortable I'm thinking now if you were watching it with me (laughs) or if you were to watch it they're not like I think we've put we've put our finger on this and I'm going to sound very airy fairy like Hollywood therapy on everyone here but my other friends um have put their finger on why I don't like shows where there's any sort of uncomfortable viewing for the act or for the viewer and apparently it's just because I'm the empath in me can't cope with like it's like too many feelings all all at once yeah so yeah I can't so I might not be able to watch it I'll I'll give it a go but uh it might not like the opening five minutes text me because in the opening five minutes I was like oh god what am I getting no if it shocked you it'll I might die so. not shocked not at, and then you see the rest of it and then you get that that's the gist of it but okay like, it, I was just a wee bit like you know I thought it I didn't I didn't know it was an anti-rom-com I didn't know it was like a takedown of rom-coms or anything like that what about you what have you been watching so this week well actually over the last couple of weeks but last week what was I talking about last week something took precedence oh the women uh why women kill um but this week I was like, oh, because I've been watching this for a few weeks now because I've kind of been watching it just when I like I'm when I'm in between things because it's on it's one of the ones that are on all four as a box set. Um, so, you yeah. know, the way you can just kind of like watch them in the background kind of thing. So it's called This Way Up. So I think the series now is not like it's not old by any stretch, but I think it was maybe released in early 2019 or whatever. So it's, you know, and then. They have recorded a second season now because they have been able to because of the breaks with lockdowns and things. So they have actually recorded a second season, but they haven't released it yet. But I think it's like due to be released soon. It is written by Ashling B. And she also stars Mm -hmm. as the main character. And then Sharon Horgan, I think, produces it and also stars as her sister. And I love both those actresses. And I love them even better together. I think they have a really good chemistry. Like I think they're, they're you know, I really enjoy them together and I can totally see them. They're very believable as sisters. Anyone who has a yes. sister, you need to watch this because they're very like, as in it's so like nail on the head um, about like how sisters behave with each other like literally like shouting at each other, giving out or whatever. And then a minute later, they're like cuddling mm. and being best friends. But mm. basically the the story behind it is that um, Anya, who is the character Ashling B plays the main character in the show. When we 
open in the first episode she is being checked out of a mental health facility so she has had a breakdown we don't 100% know why or like what's caused it and even now like I'm quite far into the season and I don't know that there's an an, you know a moment that kind of you know because obviously people have psychological breakdowns all the time every Mm. day (laughs) but like I mean it could be caused by a really traumatic event that happens and then that is your reaction to the event but it could also be burnout it could be lots and lots of little things and I'm guessing that this is the case in the show now I haven't maybe once I get to the end I'll find out that it's maybe not but I think Anya the main character she works as a ESL teacher and mm-hmm. she is kind of you know teaching adults who have arrived in the UK um it's actually quite funny so she's teaching adults that arrived in the UK how to speak English and she's Irish and she plays she's an Irish actress and comedian and she also plays Irish in it so Anya is obviously Irish and her sister who's played by Sharon is Shona and they're Irish so she like has these people in front of her from like Syria and like New Delhi and whatever and she's like look I'm an immigrant too (laughs) it's like (laughs) I think um (laughs) I think things are a little bit different for you as an Irish person (laughs) but um it's very funny and she's she is very funny in it it's very Ashling B humor if you like Ashling B you'll definitely like this show um and I've written out a quote that is I'm going to leave out there's two swear words in it I'm going to leave it out just rather than beep them after because otherwise we have to put an explicit notice on on the episode I don't want to (laughs) so um there's a bit in it where she says a man goes mental and all of a sudden he's Bob Dylan with a guitar but a woman has one more emotion than she should and all of a sudden I'm Lindsay effing Lohan and no one wants to go out with Lindsay Lohan even though I'm sure she's a lovely person in real life and uh, so she's off on this rant about like her breakdown or whatever and then after uh-huh. that she has a fight with her sister Shona and they're in the bathroom or whatever and then they make up and they're best friends again or whatever as sisters do and uh, <laughs> they're like talking about whatever else and then Sharon goes I don't think she's a lovely person by the way and uh, <laughs> Anya's like what who and then she's like Lindsay Lohan I don't think she's that nice <laughs> so it's very it's very very funny it's a very funny show but also it deals with quite a serious issue of mental health and and, yeah. and also I think it's interesting because I think a lot of the time in media sometimes with the best will in the world they're depicting a character who is suffering from mental illness but it's all very uh what's the word like very it's like very like staged very kind of like drama 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 and I'm not saying I'm not taken away from because I think when somebody is suffering from a mental health condition it is very a very dramatic thing and a very like like it does take all of that to portray that in the media I get that but with this show what I think is interesting is that they there's no kind of like you don't get the impression that Anya is like you know having like blackouts or something and nothing's being nothing's really dramatic like nothing's like you don't get the impression that she's it's she's very like explicitly yeah, in yeah. Your face. like you don't get the impression that she's like unhinged like it's not like that and I think sometimes the media as I said maybe with the best will in the world but it actually I think maybe causes more damage because that's not what me- mental health issues always look like you know they mightn't be mm-hmm. it mightn't be that way it's not a blanket thing, yeah, is yeah. it? And it's it, you know, it doesn't need to maybe be dramatized. It's already dramatic enough if you know, without adding um lights, mm-hmm. camera, action to it, you know. Um so with Anya, what I think now, obviously I haven't finished the season yet, um, but you know, it feels like she is in her kind of early thirties or whatever. Her best friend's her sister. She doesn't seem to have many other friends. She doesn't seem to get much job satisfaction from what she's doing. Um, she doesn't have a partner. And I think all of those, as you were talking about with your book, all of those expectations weigh on her. Um, and we kind of get mm-hmm. that. Like she makes comments in the season, like being like, I feel like we Billy no mates, like my only friends, my sister, blah, blah, blah. And I'm wondering if that, I'm assuming at this stage in the series, that that's what has caused 
her mental health issues little yeah. everyday things as opposed to yeah exactly as opposed to it being like a really dramatic bombshell moment you know so yeah I'm really enjoying it I haven't finished it as I said but um the whole series is up on 4OD um and also I think you can probably get it on Amazon Prime if you don't have access to 4OD if you're in a country that doesn't I think even in the Republic of Ireland they have 4OD don't they or they did when I lived there but that was 10 years ago I think they still do. What do you say there? You live in Donegal. (laughs) I think we still do. The last thing I watched on um, 4OD, I watched it in the north. So that's why I can't off the top of my head. But I'm pretty sure we do have all four. Oh, friggin'. It's called all four now, not 4OD. I'm living in the past. All four, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, no, it was you that said it right. But yeah, it's all available on all four as like a box set. And then, as I said, the second season is coming. I think it has been filmed and everything. It just um, hasn't been released yet. So what have you been listening to this week, Corey? So I am listening to a podcast called Something Was Wrong. Right. (laughs) So I'm on... (laughs) Um, I'm on season one at the minute. So the podcast is by a girl named Tiffany Reese, okay? And as a whole, the podcast is about relationships, particularly abusive relationships. But season, I'm assuming each season goes through a different case. Um, Season one is the story of Sarah and Dick. So Sarah is a friend of a friend of the girl doing the podcast and hearing this story about Sarah from the middle friend inspired this girl to create and launch this podcast in the first place the series now I am only on episode eight I think there's 15 episodes in this season and we have like it's just basically chronological order of the story of Sarah and Dick's relationship. So they meet online and I think it's like something like a nine month period that they're engaged to be married. And obviously that's quite a fast moving relationship, I think, by most people's standards. And it just goes into, you know, the early stages of their relationship. You got, you know, are we two cents in from her sister? Are we two cents in from her mum and dad? Her roommate pipes up, but you know, just everybody sort of I remember this about him, I remember that time about him, blah blah blah. And then it turns out that this guy is basically this is not a a spoiler, not a spoiler, it's about abusive relationships. Like, um, this boy is total sociopath only they only figure it out sort of leading up to the wedding and what so this then is obviously the story in hindsight so this sort of you know if something happens and then you look back and you'd be like oh well that was a sign oh that was a red flag that makes sense now and this is just sort of exposing all the red flags seen by Sarah herself like she's on it she's very vocal on it obviously she's the closest source that they have on it you know she's able to recall the most intimate details you've got her mom saying things you've got her roommate saying like one time I saw him kick her dog and you're like oh my goodness what the hell and she was like yeah but he didn't know that I was there he didn't know that I saw him he didn't he didn't know that I was there at all um and then just all this like madness like this is real life this is real life relationship I think she was 30 she met him online they at the beginning he was like properly like romancing her he was like attentive to her needs he remembered her favorite things her favorite foods her mm-hmm, favorite flowers mm-hmm. did this for her did that first promised her the sun the moon but that's stars. like I'm a, gonna buy you this piano a technique for people that are abusive it's right. called, called love bombing so they, so they'll like bomb you with yes. love. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So this they have then like there'll be like little excerpts then of like the facts, I suppose. So like what love bombing is and then oh, what gaslighting yeah. is and what 
and like all these sort of signs to look out for and the the sister is on as well and the sister's hilarious because she's just like "Mm, I never really liked him sort of thing there's a part then basically when the part I'm at now is where she's like catching on to everything and confronting him about it and like he's just like I'm I'm praying for us and all I'm praying for my sins and for your parents sins and she's like just everything is like of faith and of the bible and of all this mm-hmm. but it's just it's really interesting my friend recommended it to me and it's funny because she was like you know my she was like I sort of was less interested around this point and like more interested in this point and then I'm like the complete opposite oh, I'm really? like oh it took me a wee while to get into it and but now I'm re- like I'm so interested in like the wee cues that the parents are picking up on and like the more like I don't want to say too much about the details but the mom and dad are like great happy for you totally like everyone in the beginning really approves of him mm-hmm. the sister has her like her little doubts but then is that just being protective whatever yeah. and then how that sort of completely transforms then to the parents being like we really don't want you to go ahead with the wedding like blah 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 mm-hmm. it's just really interesting like a really interesting story to hear it's the recording is like probably like a bit like ours like it's not the best quality <laughs> but like audio clips from people <laughs> like recorded a cupboard like um you know it's not like overly produced well at least not season one anyway Do you like know I, one of the boys I, in like, work this week um asked me about the podcast and I started describing it as female interest um to kind of oh yeah good genre because I'm kind of like like I don't want to be like oh it's a girl's podcast but it's female interest let's be honest and one of the boys is like asking about it and then he's like okay I'll give it a listen here he's like oh I like your cover art and I like your jingle the rest is crap but he was obviously like he was joking but I feel like he was joking <laughs> not joking shout out to Paul thanks for your feedback that's a really good point Paul <laughs> thank you <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh class it's I like the way it's like you know because a lot of I feel like crime episodes and series no maybe I feel like a lot of podcasts in general are like one episode as a whole mm-hmm. and you know that's it you can yeah, dip, yeah, in you can dip in, in whereas I kind of like how this is a series yeah and it's like there is a part where she's like I know you guys probably just want to flip to the end but I have to tell the story chronologically it has to be given a sequence and yeah that's just interesting interesting insight because it's much not much like but similar to what you're saying about um your show about this way up like it's little tiny things that accumulate into this like oh my goodness Mm -hmm. sort of Mm -hmm. thing um rather than this just like one suspicious act Mm -hmm. or one dodgy dodgy thing that reveals him and it, yeah, it you know gives you the the signs like abuse towards animals is a common trait of sociopath, a sociopath, or it's linked to abuse to humans as well. Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, it's factual. Well, as I well. think it's at the um, most basic level. If you let an animal that's completely innocent, and I'm not getting up on a vegetarian high horse here. I just mean like like pets and things like that. Like if you would happily let an animal, an innocent animal suffer, then what does that say about you? Like, cause like humans, obviously you can like have a grudge against a human. You can't have a grudge against mm-hmm. a puppy. <laughs> Do you know what right. I mean? This is it. Like the roommate, the roommate comes to her and says, I think I just saw him kick your dog. And she's like, right. Okay. And then she's like, oh, well, I've always noticed he's a bit rough with the dogs. Mm you know that kind of way and then it's like joining the dots um but really interesting I'm looking forward to finishing it can't speak for the other seasons but season one something was wrong is a good shout very good well I'm actually the total opposite today in that I'm picking a show that you definitely can dip in and out of so it's called Mm -hmm. stuff mum never told you or stuff was actually stuff mom oh stuff mom never told you um (laughs) Um, and I listen or I listen to a particular episode that I'm actually not going to mention um, because I think if I were to mention it, the people involved in this particular topic in my life would maybe be a bit offended or whatever. Um, so 
I'm not going to mention the episode I listened to, um, but there are like literally hundreds of episodes of it. Um, and I think it's quite like quite a well-known, quite acclaimed podcast. They cover like lots and lots of different topics that obviously affect kind of young women um, or, well, no, actually probably women in general, to be honest. Um, And they, so some of the, I kind of scroll through some of the other episodes. um, They cover things like online harassment um, and kind of the value of women in today's society. like breaking up with a friend and then on the flip side of that they also like cover like movie reviews and things like that and book reviews and um kind of similar to what we do but kind of they're definitely more hard-hitting than we are like they were talking about the American elections and like the nitty-gritty like the the proper the more hard hardcore stuff um and like they talk about like one of their more recent episodes they're talking to somebody about um discussing like asexuality and like you know all the kind of ins and outs of that and how that affects or like how people who are asexual interact with today's society and um so it's a bit more hard than what we cover um but yeah it's definitely and I'm not going to say too much about it because as I said um I listened to I actually did listen to a couple of episodes but the one that I felt particularly drawn to was kind of a more personal one but um I think you can kind of scroll through all of the episodes and see what's relevant to you because they do really like they discuss things quite in depth and there's like they have so many episodes that you're bound to find something that is relative to you also like I kind of feel like it's I have a few podcasts on my um I actually use Acast um shout out to our hosts (laughs) who also probably don't (laughs) listen to our podcast um but Acast (laughs) is where we actually host our podcast um like as in the that's where we post it and then it gets sent out to to all the places in the internet it needs to be um but on Acast I use it on my on my phone kind of separate from other streaming services because I like to have my podcast separate I don't it's just how my brain works I don't know but um it's like one of those ones on Acast or on wherever you get your podcasts where you can hit follow and obviously you'll get the updates every time they post a new episode um and then just listen to the ones that are relevant to you you know like you don't have to listen every because they post really really often like their most recent one was posted today then the one before that was yesterday the one before that so they've literally posted nearly every day this week um so it's just good to kind of follow it yeah I know I it takes us 10 days to produce one episode (laughs) now to be fair some of them are I think they're all yeah so like I mean this week so they've been 12 minutes 14 minutes 57 minutes and 26 minutes so they've been different you know some Mm -hmm. of them are shorter than others um yeah but yeah no really good really enjoyed um what they had to say about stuff and as I said it's one of those ones where like you can kind of pick and mix what's going to be relevant to you and what you're interested in um yeah so enjoying that no that's good I'd never heard of it before Mm -hmm. there's also one I think there's a, a UK based one that's called stuff you can't ask your your mom and it's like y-e-r because they're like northern english or whatever um i'm not going to try and do a northern english accent because one of our friends is from the north of england and she'll be very offended (laughs) (laughs) but um and they have just released they would never disrespect (laughs) yeah never ever um but if um they've just actually released a book based on their podcast of stuff that your mum hasn't told you that you can't ask your mum or whatever oh. so I don't know how like that's been quite I've seen quite a few influencers um posting about it so that might be worth a wee read I'll investigate for the future and let you know mm. but, um, sounds good so our we're kind of actually doing a kind of um really quick throwback this week because we're doing we're gonna do like this or that as Corey mentioned we, when we were talking about planning today's podcast it's like one of those ones that you play at a sleepover when you're little and wreck everyone's head. Yeah. Or I was saying to Corey that I kind of do it on Connor sometimes when I'm bored. Like it's like salt or pepper, like cheese or ice cream. <laughs> but we're going to do so it um, naughties slash 90s themed. Um, and please let us know if you think our opinions are wrong because uh, we, we love that. Um, we definitely do. I wonder if we disagree on it. That'll be funny. Nervous. Um, Nervous. So, 
Okay, so 90s and noughties singers, okay. Alicia Keys or Avril Lavigne? Avril Lavigne, all day. Uh, (laughs) um, Britney (laughs) Spears or Carrie Underwood? Oh, I thought it was going to be Britney or Christina. Yeah, interesting. Um, Gotta be Britney. Uh huh. Well, yeah, I feel like Carrie Underwood's just not big in here. Big big in the US, but not so much here. Hilary Duff or Jennifer Lopez? Oh, different way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hillary Duff is like, oh, this is not quick fire. <laughs> I mean, if like if you were asking me, my child self, Hillary Duff, asking me now, uh-huh. Jayla. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, uh-huh. I think so too. Pink or Christina Aguilera? Pink. Yeah, I think so too. Sure. Yeah, Pink. yeah. Well, oh, Christina though. Shakira or Mariah Carey? Oh, I wouldn't be too fussed on either now. Um, Shakira, I like maybe? Shakira. Good shout. You've yeah. got good opinions. Good opinions. Uh, <laughs> Jojo or Gwen Stefani? Oh, I love Jojo. I love Jojo too, but realistically she had like two songs. I know, but sometimes I still listen to them. I swear I listen to Jojo recently. Have you? Do you know who I listen to sometimes? Yeah. And like, as in it just comes into my head that they exist and then I like go up and look them up on Spotify, but I bet you nobody else remembers. Do you remember Casey? No. Me and you, long way to go. No, I don't think so. Casey was like, she did, um, I think I love you. She did a cover of that. And if anyone remembers Casey, write in because. I, What's her surname? No, that was her name. Her name was Casey. K-A-S-C-I like, Casey. Oh, that's yeah, not yeah, what I was yeah. like. I was thinking of Cassie. Um do not know this girl at all. Um, I don't think anyone does. Yeah. I feel like she's like a fever dream of mine. Not someone in my head. Yeah, I've got a TV one for you. I think you saw it there. But One Tree Hill or Dawson's Creek? Neither. Neither. Yeah. Uh, that's so Raven or Wizards that's so Raven. Place? I'm too old for Wizards yeah really? definitely were they not same time no, no I feel like Wizards of Waverly Place what my sisters watched and then I watched that's so Raven even Stevens or Drake and Josh uh, oh I'm actually going to go with even Stevens because I feel like even Stevens was um, what do you call it the Disney Club, Club on RT was yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I feel like I remember watching that more. Is yeah. that why? That's probably why. Right, here's one for you. Sabrina the Teenage Witch or Keeping Up with the Kardashians? Sabrina the Teenage Witch, every time. Ah? Yeah, I'm like loyal to Sabrina. Yeah. You would be partial to a wee bit of Keeping I know, up with the Kardashians yes, I am. Too, I am not? partial to that. But also, like, I feel like Kardashians should, well, I suppose it did come out in the noughties, but I didn't watch it until like recently. By comparison to Sabrina. Stick on earrings or temporary tattoos? Uh, stick on earrings. I love those. And I was too scared to get, yeah, I was too scared out. to get my ears pierced until I was getting my confirmation. So I was like 12 by the time I actually got my ears pierced. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm scared That's of needles. So, so um, then I got my ears pierced for my confirmation and it was sore everyone told me it wasn't going to be sore but it friggin was butterfly clips or scrunchies scrunchies because i'm still wearing those now scrunchies yeah they've stood the test uh-huh. of time uh inflatable chair or beanbag chair beanbag chair because the inflatable ones were so annoying because they were cool for like two minutes and then they burst true yeah and they're probably beanbag more comfy um, um how do we feel about there. Lunchables versus Froobs. Like snack wise. Not not in the Lunchables. So Froobs then. Well I would actually pick yeah, Lunchables Froobs. because I would just eat the crackers and the cheese because obviously I can't eat the ham. But also Froobs freak me out. Like because in my head. Why? Yeah. Because in my head it's yogurt going up in a tube which is actually by definition what it is. Um, But <laughs> it's yogurt going up in a tube into your mouth which is Spitty. So there is spit going back into that tube. Hundo P. 
spitting yogurt in a tube. Gross. But that's like drinking with a straw. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> journey for me thanks so much Corey um Whitney Houston or Celine I can't Dion. pick that's not fair can't do it you have to it's life uh, or death. Celine Dion no Whitney Houston I was going to say Celine Dion based entirely on uh it's all coming back to me which is like the best song to sing in the car when you're feeling emotional but then Whitney Houston's got I want to dance with somebody which you know I have a very funny story that is not PG about I want to dance with somebody so I can't put it on the podcast because my sisters have started like my baby baby sisters have started listening to this Um, but anyone who wants to ask me what the story is and is old enough to hear I will tell you so just (laughs) text me okay hit me up <laughs> Tell me now off the record. I think I told you. I think I've told you the story before. So finally, our topic for this week is just as we're all kind of starting to return to the office. Now I know some people haven't, and that's totally okay too. But I know that a lot of offices are starting to reopen. Um, and we're going to talk about some of our pet peeves. Now these might be, sorry, we have to say for legal reasons, these are not based on personal experience. We're just talking about in general things that happen in offices that might be annoying to the offices that we work in. Yeah, no, definitely not. Um, and yeah, so they can be totally like rational things that like would make sense to get annoyed at, or they can be things that are like, that's silly like why are you getting wound up like I feel like a really obvious one is fish in a microwave like that's like yeah but I feel like that's just fish on the floor for lunch at all uh-huh like... uh-huh or when Bad people like etiquette, isn't it the thing is like it's your choice you can bring fish for your lunch that's no problem but also can you go away then like that's that's what annoys me like when people are like oh I'm having big smelly fish for my lunch and I'm sitting beside you like go away I don't want I don't want to hang out with you right now go away thank you (laughs) I was saying to you earlier there's some phrases that I just can't stand like and I I know that they're like like so even like see when I got my first kind of office job and people would say COP close the play like, can you get that to me for COP, mm-hmm. close of play? Or like, um, oh, I'll get it done by close of play today or whatever. And I started saying it because it's what everybody else says. So I understand that it's almost like a language. Like you have to speak what everybody else is saying. But also every time I hear myself say close of play, it makes me feel sick. Like I hate it. And I also hate when people say at the end of meetings that have like, not like they haven't overrun they've underrun um and people are like oh there's you know there's five minutes left so I'll give you back the gift of time guys give you back the gift of time it's like it's five minutes it's five minutes Susan what are we gonna do with that like (laughs) that's so funny no I don't I don't think I've ever had someone give me the gift of time well actually Corey as we're wrapping up the podcast now um I'll give you back no I'm joking (laughs) (laughs) we have like five minutes left so (laughs) um mine's I would say people who do not clean up after themselves in the office in the office that is not okay I am not your mother I am not your wife why have you left that empty mug there but does it annoy Wash you because this this annoys me and it, I know that this this is irrational when like obviously when like the communal area is messy like when people don't clean up the kitchen that is annoying but see when people mess up their own desks like they're working in the middle of mess like fair enough obviously like sometimes you have to have mess around you while you're doing your job for whatever reason like if you're unpacking equipment or something or whatever but like 
seeing people like live in their own mess at their desk like they've got like mugs they've got plates they've got their banana skin from earlier they've got tissues they've got like that to me is disgusting and stop doing it it's so gross no for sure and like I think especially it's the plates and mm-hmm, the cutlery mm-hmm. that like if you've got your papers and your stationery uh-huh. that's all right I can see past all uh-huh. that but it's like what your mug like what is your mug just going to sit there forever like that's not where it goes like there's a common area with a cupboard have you got a dishwasher or have you been in a job where there are dishwashers or is it sinks only both so we have the sinks we have the dishwashers because i think when there's a dishwasher the hot seat when 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 Uh there's a dishwasher absolutely no excuse for it like put your mug in the dishwasher what's your problem because especially if it's a hot seating scenario where like you're going home at the end of the day and leaving that desk and leaving whatever you want mm-hmm. on there. It's not fair on and your someone colleagues. Else is have, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. 100%. Um, a lot of the jargon and all that nonsense does, but I just don't participate. I'm sick. The other thing as well is when your break time, now not so much in offices usually, usually offices are okay, but see when we were in like hospitality or retail jobs and stuff, when your break is like, 10 minutes and it's like I don't want a 10 minute break a 10 minute break literally won't even get me up to the staff room to make a cup of tea it's not worth yeah. do you know what it, that annoys me yeah. I hate short breaks like that really winds Impractical. me up because like the thing is if you have even like up to 20 minutes or whatever so 20 minutes if you're in the workplace isn't actually a lot of time but 20 minutes if you're at home is ages because you're like literally you're at your kitchen so that's the thing like it's like when you go back in you're like oh my entire lunch break's gone and all I've done is literally heated up the food I haven't even I haven't even eaten it I've just heated it up and then that thing we mentioned earlier um about um, manners just in general like saying sorry Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um there's actually this thing I follow this girl on Instagram corporate Natalie Uh I think I might follow her on TikTok she's funny uh-huh. I enjoy her um uh, she's like she has this video and she's like tell me you're a woman in the workplace without telling me you're a woman in the workplace and she's like sorry sorry oh, oh sorry sorry yeah sorry, yeah, sorry. yeah yeah and I feel like to me that just instantly screamed of like how I was like I don't even feel like I say sorry that much I just feel like maybe other people don't say sorry uh-huh, uh-huh. at all yeah yeah I do say sorry uh, a lot like, so oh. but sometimes like <laughs> It, I think it depends like I don't mind apologizing and stuff definitely I apologize when I'm in the wrong regardless but like currently like in the job I'm in right now and I'm happy to say this because obviously I'm not saying anything negative in the job I'm in right now I'm treated with a lot of respect and kind of mm-hmm. encouraged to just be myself and not have to put on a kind of corporate persona um, and for that reason mm-hmm. I don't mind being like oh sorry 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 because like I'm not worried about anyone belittling me off the back of me apologizing for something which is mad but you know what I mean whereas like in other jobs where I maybe haven't felt as safe as that I've apologized less because I was worried about being kind of treated like kind of walked all over as a soft touch or whatever I would I would agree with you there like where I work now is like very much you can be yourself and if you want to apologize like if you say sorry that's just like your like that's your manners or that's just your way you know maybe you're saying sorry for something you don't need to be sorry about but that doesn't make you any less of a there's no you don't have to put on this corporate persona Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or you know like suppress your personality or anything like that like Mm -hmm. um but I've definitely been in scenarios where there is that like where you have to be very conscious of obviously in work to a certain extent you have to be conscious of what you say anyway mm-hmm. but I mean in these super super corporate environments where you're like don't want to put a foot wrong and sometimes sorry is like like you said a soft touch. I do think we're coming to like the end of those super corporate environments like I mean there may be places where that still makes sense like I assume like a solicitor's office or whatever that would make sense to be super corporate because there's like level of professionalism and seriousness and they're dealing with quite obviously serious issues 
but I think for the most part where it's not needed if you're not customer facing and things like that I just don't know whether in like 10 years time people will still be doing the whole corporate persona thing like I think our generation and the generation coming after us are bored of it so Corey what are you looking forward to for next week so I'm gonna listen to um a podcast by Hazel Wallace don't know if you Mm -hmm. know her the food medic right so she is um doctor nutritionist possibly personal trainer as Mm -hmm. well um but and also she has like a decent following and social media presence and she's got her own cookbooks and she's like wildly successful um but I've heard of a few episodes I've been recommended um, to listen to. So I'm going to finally listen to those. Very good. Well, I have been kind of, as I was saying to you, like I have, um, what do you call, like Apple books on my phone so I can read books on my phone. And sometimes like when I'm kind of just trying to like kill time, like I'm waiting in a queue or something, I'll start reading one of my books, but I haven't like dedicated proper time to it. So um. I was reading and have been chipping away at Small Pleasures by Claire Chambers. Um, You might have seen it. It's quite, it was quite a popular book kind of on Instagram and Twitter and stuff. Um, It's got like oranges on the cover. No? Um, But it's about a lady who, um, she writes into a newspaper in, I think the 50s or the 60s, um, claiming that she had a virgin birth basically that she has had a baby and there was no male intervention um and they then the girl who wrote the article in the first place goes to investigate and find out whether it's true or not so um Mm, yeah so I'm looking forward to reading that can't wait to hear can't wait to hear so that's all from us this week thank you all for listening and we'll speak soon